All right, welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Pastor Eli James here, along with my uh, co-host for Voice of Christian Israel, David Martins in South Africa. How are you doing, Pastor Martins? Good evening, Pastor Eli, and uh, very well, thanks. Uh, just the cold is setting in again. We've had a beautiful summer day, virtually a summer day in uh, mm-hmm. the Southern Cape, and this afternoon at about 4 o'clock, uh, which was about two hours ago, a cold wind snapping in. Okay. But, uh, yes, other, otherwise, Pastor, very well. I do notice that we have an excellent connection for a change, and right. uh, we hope to have a good program this evening. Yes. Okay. So let me put uh, into the chat room uh, the uh, article that you had sent me uh, actually some time ago. We just haven't had uh, time to get around to it. The uh, article showing that the uh, original New Testament was written in Hebrew and be, uh, rather than uh, rather than Greek. Okay. And uh, so... Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe uh, you can give uh, people an idea of uh, you know why you um, you know uh, how you got into this. Uh, and I know Pastor Stephen Anderson, who was my co-host on many shows, uh, he's still confined into a nursing home at the moment, having had a stroke. He also taught mm-hmm. that the uh, original New Testament was written in Hebrew, not in Greek. You know, so so um, so what was your um, motivation for getting into this topic? Pastor, for quite a number of years, well, um, as you know, I studied theology in 1976-77, and um, it struck me at that time that I had to study Greek in order to get into the scriptures that were written by the Hebrews. And, uh, uh, of course, Greek and Hebrew being the two uh, main subjects in the course uh, which I completed two years of. It was only the practical year that I, that I had to go and complete, which I didn't do. Okay. But um, it struck me that it is strange that the scriptures of the Hebrews would be rendered in Greek. And uh, for a number of years, I had been, um, uh, how can I say, I was suspect or I was holding the fact that the scriptures or the uh, um, the New Testament was written in Greek. I had that under suspicion. Mm-hmm. And all and more and more, I found evidence that the, uh, the, the Greek does not match that which is written in Hebrew. For example, <laughs> in, the, in, Hebrew, in Hebrew, the scriptures talk about covenants. And in um, the Greek, we find the covenants all of a sudden becoming testaments. Okay, and right. uh, it it was after the visitation of the angel that uh, I was confronted with quite a few pieces of evidence, wherein which I found that the narrative that is uh, given in the Greek does not correspond uh, with that which is written in Hebrew mm-hmm. and and in the scriptures or or what what. The Edomites have called the Old Testament. And the New Testament. And I started investigating this, and it was about this time, about two years ago. I I woke up during the night, and it's amazing how many times I have woken up 22 minutes past two in the night. (laughs) You find that, that I have this urge or this unctioning. 
And mm-hmm. I cannot, I cannot uh, ascribe this to any, anything mm-hmm. else than the spirit of Yahweh. Amen. Unctioning me to investigate things. And I started investigating. And what I found was so compelling that the scriptures, I, I, and this is something that I have stated numerous times on Facebook and uh, social media over the past two years, that the original, I hate to call it the New Testament, but for the sake of the understanding of the people who are still bound by the Hebrew langu- linguistic, mm-hmm. the New Testament was not, uh, so, sorry, I said Hebrew linguistic, the Greek linguistic, the Old Testament, or, or rather the New Testament, was not, n- not definitely not written in Greek. Okay. Uh, rather, the, the Greek was a translation of the corrupted uh, scriptures that were in Latin, translated into Latin from the Hebrew. Okay. And the, the Latin version of it was corrupted in the 325 cons- uh, Council of Nicaea. And that corrupted version was translated into the Koine Greek 147 years after 325, mm-hmm. which make, makes it, I think, uh, I, I counted 325 plus 147. Let's make it 150. Is, well, okay. um, Thereabouts. And yeah. I, around about four. 90, I think it was about 490, in the four, late 490s, uh, after the Messiah, the birth of the Messiah, that the scriptures were translated into Koine Greek to wipe out the, this, the footprints of the corruption of the scriptures, which were initially in Hebrew. And I have found many, many uh, pieces of evidence to substantiate that particular claim. Mm-hmm. Okay, very good. Yes. All right, so uh, again, uh, um, yeah, 222, uh, uh, I've, I've woken up many times at 222 in the morning, too. And, uh, in fact, I had an interesting revelation uh, earlier this week uh, that uh, I invented the term nanotoxine for the Gates jab, right? I've been struggling to come up with a more descriptive word because it's not a vaccine, Right. And so it was yeah. in mid-morning uh, one day this week, in fact, after uh, Pastor Ramsey's uh, presentation um, last Sunday, that uh, the term hit me. But, uh, you know, it just came out of the blue. Anyway, uh, yeah, so it's very interesting that the early history uh, the early church fathers, now most of them did write in Greek, at least that's uh, my uh, what do you call it? My perspective on the matter, but they, many of them also probably wrote in Hebrew. And it sounds yeah. to me like the Catholic Church just simply eliminated uh, the, the Hebrew in favor of the Latin and, and or Greek. I think that's probably what happened. Yeah. Back to you. Yes, Pastor. Um, it, it, it must be, uh, if you look at the time scales that um, we... we um, uh, I know. I, I, I actually looked at the migration patterns of the uh, ten tribes, the northern tribes, um, through the Caucasian mountains, and I, uh, I know you also have a very detailed uh, PowerPoint presentation that um, actually yeah. depicts 
the migration patterns of the ten northern tribes in great detail, all the way right. to well, part of the, the the tribes, all the way to Britain, Great Britain. Right, but yes. um, over a thousand slides. <laughs> yeah, that was a major project. Yeah, yes, I, I still need to actually translate that into Afrikaans. Yes, um, okay. one of these. One of these days, you'll remember I've spoken about the calendar um, that I wanted to present to you, a calendar that works out perfectly and that supports Scripture all the way. Okay. And it also reveals some of the corruption in Scripture, and that can be substantiated by uh, scientific evidence. But, um, in, in fact, what I wanted to say about the translation, uh, there are so many of our people who are uh, they are waiting in awe for the translation of those uh, PowerPoint slides of yours, mm -hmm. which, of course, I will okay. um, and right. deal with. As, as soon as I have corrected, I'm currently busy with the correction of the Afrikaans, the old translation of Afrikaans scriptures, um, correcting it to, to coincide and also to correspond with the original Hebrew scriptures. And now, now, I say the original Hebrew scriptures, I mean the scriptures which the Afrikaans translators testified that they used as the basis for the translation into Afrikaans. So mm -hmm. I'm not comparing apples with pears, I'm comparing apples with apples. Okay. And what I wanted to say is that I, am, I, I found so many, what I can only term as deliberate, Mm -hmm. uh, deliberate yeah. uh, concoction of the scriptures for the purpose of dealing and wheeling their agendas. Right. Yeah. So it's hard to say whether it was the Catholic Church or, uh, you know, maybe even some of the early church fathers, uh, because uh, the, the Edomite rabbis had pretty much taken over all of Judea. And certainly after the execution of Christ, their power grab over Judea was even strengthened until they were yeah. finally expelled. Uh, what was it, 135 AD? You know, the, the temple was destroyed 70 AD, but the rabbis still remained in control uh, for another you know, 70, 80 years until they, they finally, yes. the Romans finally had their fill <laughs> of these yeah. Jews and got rid of them, right? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so actually uh, they colluded. Mm -hmm. um, what what we didn't know is that Rome was also controlled by Edomites. Yes, and it's very clear bankers. that they started colluding with the Edomites, which were resident in the um, in Judea. Right. Oh, absolutely. Yes, absolutely. That's why all of Judea had a horrible reputation outside of Rome. You know, because and then. Uh, I forget which emperor, one of the earliest emperors actually got rid of all the Jews in his court because he got tired of their meddling in Roman affairs, right? So yeah. and that's when the Jews had to go underground, you know, in Europe. And, uh, you know, yeah. they settled in Venice, Venice, where their bank, banking and slavery operations were continued yeah. there. Okay. So, yeah. So uh, it's uh, hard to say how the... Uh, cover-up of uh, the original uh, Hebrew New Testament uh, was accomplished, but I do know this, 
that uh, a, a copy of the original Hebrew Gospel of Matthew was found all yes. the way in India, okay, very yes. recently. So we have we do have physical evidence that what you're saying is true. Uh, so if you want, I, we can start going into this article, unless you have any more comments about that. Uh, Pastor, yes, in fact, um, uh, uh, portions of the Matthew, uh, um, uh, uh, the, the Gospel? Gospel of Matthew, was also unveiled or unrevealed in or from the Vatican. Okay. Yeah, and who knows what's in the Vatican archives. They might have the entire exactly. Old Testament in uh, the original Hebrew, not the Masoretic Hebrew. That would be awesome if that could be revealed. But uh, the Vatican has no intention of doing that because the Jews control the Vatican <laughs> since 1963, right? Vatican II. Yeah. Yeah, so getting at the getting at these original scriptures is a painstaking process, and there are people standing in our way every time we try to uh, uncover these facts, right? Yeah. Yes, and well, not just Jews. <laughs> okay. What I have what I have found is when the the Edomites from Rome realized that 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 they didn't have uh, all the copies of the. Um, the scriptures, the papyrus rolls, and the, um, um, the well, the scriptures that they recovered from the temple in Jerusalem, mm-hmm. they started they started producing um, counterfeits. Uh, counterfeits with mm-hmm. uh, that is why we have such a lot of discrepancies amongst the various. Uh, uh, um, Scrolls that we we find, for example, the Textus Receptus, the Textus Sinaiticus, uh, the Textus Alexandricus, uh, they all differ and and in one form or another and in various places. And then, of course, the Masoretic, which was also very uh, definitely uh, greatly um, mm-hmm. dealt with under the hand of the Edomites. That's right. That's right. Well, here, just for clarification for people who are not aware, since Herod was an Edomite, not a Judahite, Herod went to great pains to, number one, erase the genealogical records of the Hebrew Judahites so that he could not be identified as a non-Judahite and a non-Hebrew. Okay. Yes. So, uh, and then, uh, of course, his uh, priesthood was the Pharisees, who were primarily Edomites. There were a few holdover Judahites still in the Sanhedrin, not too many. But uh, yeah. he turned all that information over to the Pharisees, who you know created the Masoretic text with it. Okay. Yes. Well, so, but Pastor, if, if you consider, for example, uh, with the uh, prior to the conception of John the Baptist. Mm-hmm. Um, Zechariah was on temple duty and the angel appeared unto him now from that time up to the time when uh, Messiah Yeshua was uh, crucified the whole administration of the temple or virtually the whole administration of the temple had um, dilapidated into the hands of the Edomites and the Pharisees and right. the scribes Yes, yeah, but the, the uh, of, 
Right, but the workers, yeah, the workers in the temple were still Judahites, as uh, Zechariah was one of them. Okay, so they didn't—they didn't want to do any actual work; they just wanted to give orders. (laughs) The Edomites did this, right? Okay, yeah. Please continue. Um, Well, it's a matter of one generation. Mm -hmm. The dilapidation of the the truth had befallen. And that is exactly what we have seen in South Africa is that within one generation, um, the, the, uh, and, and now I'm not talking over the, the past, uh, 40 or 45 years. I'm talking way back in the, between 1860 and the year, um, 1900. Mm-hmm. Okay. The Boers, the, the administration of the Boers and they, they, their whole psych, of the Boers had dilapidated into um, the, the the reasons and the cause of the um, the Boers War, losing the battle against the uh, British Empire that were the mercenaries of the Cape Dutch. Right. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, it's easy once uh, if you can control. The past, as Orwell said, you can control yes. the future by rewriting history. You know, and then another uh, interesting okay. phenomenon here that people need to understand is that the Levitical priesthood was no longer necessary after you know Yahshua sacrificed himself for exactly. his people. Okay, so the Levitical priesthood just disappeared. Okay, and their services are no longer required. And, uh, of course, Herod did not want them around anyway, okay? So there's very limited uh, discussion. Uh, there's only a couple of places in the New Testament where Levitical priests are found at all, okay? Because yeah. they were no longer needed and because the Edomites didn't want them around, okay? So, well, the, uh, yeah. the, Edomites, the Edomites actually hijacked what oh, yeah. was left. And exactly. they continued with, and, and those were the ones that had become the so-called church fathers. Right. Okay. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And there's a lot of debate among the church fathers themselves as to how to treat the Jewish question. But the, the yeah. vast majority in, in my readings of those uh, articles and, and writings is that, for example, John Chrysostom uh, was very much opposed to Judaism. And uh, yeah. you know, he tried to expose them. Others, not so much. It really depends. Uh, there was a disagreement among the early church fathers about many things, right? But nevertheless, uh, the, this article is 25 Irrefutable Reasons Why the New Testament Was Not Originally Written in Greek by Edmund McCarrig, which sounds like a, it's either a Welsh or a Scottish name. And yeah. uh, unfortunately, he uses the term Jew to refer to the tribe of Judah or house of Judah. And I'll just go ahead and correct that as I read along, because uh, they were not Jews. They were Judahites. You know, we, we need to keep our terminology yeah. correct to avoid confusion. Anyway, he starts actually, out. Actually, go ahead. Actually, Yahudahites, because okay. uh, the, the name of Yahweh was also part of the name of Yahudah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it means uh, that is the, one of the yeah that is it, one of the things that the Edomites started uh, um, uh, um, changing the, from the the names of the prophets. For example, Jeremiah, mm-hmm. uh, Isaiah, uh, Obadiah, etc., and all these or so many other prophets had actually the name of Yahweh as part of their names, and right. that was the reason why um, this was so. Uh, subtly 
mm-hmm. removed from the names of the the uh, right. well the names of the uh, prophets in the um, translations of the scriptures. Yeah, and of course Strong's Concordance listed as uh, Yehud as the actual spelling Y E H U D instead of Yahud. Okay, uh, Y, but that may be Aramaic. The Y E may be the Aramaic spelling. But it still is a, refer, yeah. a reference to Yahweh. Uh, the name uh, in, in English, Judah, is a reference to Yahud, the, uh, our ancestor, those of you who are descended yes. from the tribe of Judah. And, uh, you know, so we just use the English uh, equivalent, and that would be yeah. Judah. But, yes, Yahud means Yahweh, uh, servant of Yahweh. Isn't that what uh, Yahudah means? Servant of Yahweh. Okay. Uh, that's Obadiah. Obadiah is servant of Yahweh. Oh, okay. But um, uh, Yehuda is um, the exclamation of Leah after she gave birth to Yehuda. Okay. Uh, she said, um, she, "Be praised, Yahweh! Be praised, forth, Yahweh! Be praised." There we go. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So all of these uh, Hebrew names have uh, specific meanings. Very, very specific yeah. meanings that are actually, like as you, you said, it's an exclamation. It's actually a sentence. Yahweh be praised. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Exactly. All right. Okay. So it says here, this is a very shocking article that goes contrary to what is commonly taught and popularly believed in this modern Christian world. Tell us about it. <laughs> we, we in identity are very familiar with this problem. Anyway. But before making a prematurely negative judgment, please lay aside first any bias and prejudice and open-mindedly examine the facts that will be presented here in a logical and objective manner, backed up by overwhelming solid evidence, both external and internal. Now, I would say right off the bat, Pastor Martins, that most Christians aren't really concerned whether the New Testament was written in Hebrew or Greek. They're more concerned about the accuracy of the report, okay? Uh, uh, which well, is in, yeah go ahead in south africa uh, uh, and and in particular amongst the afrikaans speaking people they don't care about whether it is accurately translated as long as the as <laughs> long me. as the Dwemini, <laughs> yeah as long as the Dwemini understands it yeah the judeo christian priesthood <laughs> right exactly yeah. right yeah yeah well they're in charge right just like the pharisees took over the hebrew scriptures in their day the dormini as you call them which would be the judeo christian priesthood have taken over our scriptures today and so exactly. so it's a fraternity this fraternity of priests, just like the Pharisees, although they, they call themselves Christian, in fact, are not Christian. They're Judeo-Christian. And th- that's why there's so much distortion of the teachings of both Testaments, because we have Jews of the Masoretic persuasion distorting the Old Testament and Judeo-Christian priests distorting the New Testament. That's that's the yeah. real problem here, okay? And, uh, and also... In South Africa, of course, um, the Calvinism mm. has uh, has retained or managed to obtain the the overall and the 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 total the because of the union of South Africa, the Calvinists the Calvinists, which were, of course, Jewish, mm-hmm. uh, they. Uh, the, the whole, we've spoken about the Dutch East Indian Company, the VOC, being uh, run and uh, owned and created by the Sephardic Jews and the Kazarian Jews. Mm-hmm. And those, of course, they they 
uh, Jan van Riebeek and his um, Sephardim right. um, set up the, the halfway station at, at the Cape and the descendants from those Dutch East Indian Company um, uh, uh, employees had become the Cape Dutch and today they are the Afrikaners. Their, their ancestry is from the House of Esau. Mm-hmm. And of course, yes. being Calvinistic, they stick to whatever Jean yes. Cohen right? said. <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah. So uh, again, that's another uh, interesting fact. You have to uh, realize that wherever possible, the Jews insinuated themselves into uh, our company, okay, pretending yeah. to be us, and Calvin was one of those. Okay. Exactly. That would come uh, as the a surprise. Jew, Calvin. Yeah. That's right. That would be that would yeah. be coming as a surprise to many. Now, interestingly, I remember uh, a while back. This had to be four or five years ago, if not more. Uh, there was a, a woman by the name of Brendy. Uh, uh, she was yes. she was a uh, an activist in South Africa. Has since moved to America. People are talking about her in the chat room. Uh, you want to give us a little bit uh, info about Brendy? Uh, Pastor, I know very little about her. I know at some stage um, somebody said to me that uh, she wanted to uh, have an interview with me on the radio station as well. Okay. Uh, but I I haven't heard from her directly in this regard at all. But this was quite, I think, about two and a half, three years ago. Yeah. Well, so she has since moved to America and uh, yeah. you know, is also – uh, continuing to teach Christian identity here in America, which is a really good thing. So uh, I have contact with uh, with her through Doc Waterman, and so you know I will try to arrange for an interview with her, you know, if if she's uh, you know amenable to that. Okay. So yeah. anyway, uh, but uh, it's uh, it's a good thing that uh, more and more people, especially uh, white nationalists and others are coming around to the Christian identity message. They're beginning to realize that the Jews aren't who they claim to be, <laughs> right? Yeah. That they are Absolutely. not who they claim to be, okay? Well, so they're not even Semitic. No, that's correct. That's correct. Yeah. So, okay, so let's continue with this article. And it, it states here, uh, well, he, he quotes, he who answers a matter before he hears it, is, it is folly and a shame to him. Proverbs 18.13, I wish some Judeo-Christians would uh, follow through and say, well, here, we have proof that the Jews are Judah. <laughs> uh, when, are you gonna, when are you going to own up to that? Anyway, he continues, not only that, but most have already been influenced, sadly unwittingly, by the strong effect of the statement, quote, a lie repeated often enough is eventually believed as true, unquote. Whether factual or not, this quote is commonly attributed to Adolf Hitler's propagandist, Joseph Goebbels. Well, but when Joseph Goebbels made that statement, he was referring to Jew lies. <laughs> he was referring. Yes. So, again, this is another. So he is uh, an example of half uh, knowing a half truth. OK, yeah. Goebbels was talking about Jew lies. He wasn't talking about Nazis being good liars. OK, anyway, exactly. note. Unless you have already read it, please read first the fully documented article on this website as a suggested primer. The Amazing Hebrew Language History Since Eden. Now, it turns out this is not a link, but I would be very much interested in reading that because that's what I've been teaching. Adam and Eve spoke Hebrew, 
or what I call exactly. proto proto Hebrew, in the garden. Okay, and uh, every language undergoes uh, many transformations. You know, we're talking six thousand years, <laughs> right? But taking it all yeah. the way to Babylon, when the uh, languages were confused, they would have been speaking Hebrew. And Hebrew. Yeah, Hebrew. Exactly. Uh, okay, and uh, Noah's three sons, Ham, Shem, and Japheth, had to be speaking the same language in that household, and there's no evidence that it was anything other than Hebrew. Okay? Yeah. So, uh, we and then the, the languages started uh, taking taking off in different directions as our ancestors migrated, you know, from the area of Babylon. Okay? So, yeah. uh, uh, continuing... Uh, note, unless you've already read it, please read this first, and I would be very much interested in reading that. This will give you a solid understanding of the God-inspired history of the Semitic languages, okay? By the way, German is a Semitic language. <laughs> I wonder if this author exactly. would have any problem with that, okay? Anyway, here now are the 25 solid facts proving that Greek cannot be the original New Testament language, and he commonly refers to the Judahites as Jews, and I will just go ahead and correct his language as I read. Number one, God's nature and character is consistent. God talked to Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden in what later became known as the Hebrew language. I, I say that's an accurate ver uh, presentation. God used this language to speak to all the Israelites at Mount Sinai. That's correct. It's the language in which the Ten Commandments are written by God's own finger. It's also the language he used to speak to all the patriarchs and the prophets. He even had the Old Testament written primarily in this language. Is it now logical to believe that God, for no apparent reason, suddenly changed his mind, <laughs> Malachi 3.6, and surprisingly began to use Greek, a completely foreign language, to write the New Testament? Uh, here, he makes a mistake well, that you pointed out. It's not a New Testament. It's a New Covenant. Over to you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, Pastor, um, if, uh, if the scriptures were had, uh, had to be rewritten uh, or written in the language that the people would have known would, be, would have been Egyptian, and the Egyptians spoke Phoenician. Mm -hmm. Oh, really? <laughs> Well, I mean, there were outposts, the Phoenician outposts all along the African coast of the Mediterranean yeah. Sea, but I don't think Alexandria was one of them. Alexandria was an outpost of actual Yehudim, Jew, uh, Judahites, okay? Yeah. And uh, and uh, many of them... Uh, were, actually, not Ju not Judahites, but rather, um, uh, well, Semites. Yeah, that too. Yeah, Hamites, Shemites, and Judahites, because they uh, they had many outposts along the Nile River, including Elephantine Island. You know, the Judahites got around. You know, they didn't. The, our people were constantly breeding more Judahites, right? And they were getting around, and uh, you know, they were settling in various places, including Alexandria. Okay, even down in Ethiopia. Yes, our people were down there. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. So, okay, so he continues. Uh, so, uh, number two, Josephus disdained the Greek language. This is interesting. I just, I never knew. Uh, I assumed that the, um, the uh, Antiquities of Judah, which is the correct yeah. translation of his work, the Antiquities of Judah, was written in Greek. I assumed that. Let's see what he says. Josephus, Hebrew name, Yosef ben Matityahu, uh, 37 A.D. to 100 A.D., the first century Judahite 
priest historian, reflects the common negative attitude of the Judahites towards the Greeks when he said, quote, I have also taken a great deal of pains to obtain the learning of the Greeks and understood the elements of the Greek language, yet I cannot pronounce Greek with sufficient exactness, for our nation does not encourage those that learn the languages of many nations. Yeah, well, the Judahite nation did not encourage uh, you know, learning Greek or, uh, or Latin. And it was yeah. the Maccabees who rebelled against the incursions of both the Greeks and the Romans. Okay? Exactly. Okay? So uh, on this point, he's uh, pretty much uh, uh, you know, on point because they, the Judahites, look upon this sort of accomplishment as common, very lowly being the yeah. meaning here. But they give him testimony of being a wise man who is fully acquainted with our Judahite laws. In contrast, as there have been many who have done their endeavors with great patience to obtain this Greek learning, there have yet hardly been so many as two or three that have succeeded therein, who were immediately well rewarded for their pains. Okay, and that's the Antiquities of Judah, chapters 20 and 21. Now, okay, so um, so is... Uh, what was the original language of the antiquities? Did Josephus write in Hebrew or in Latin? You know, because he was a Roman. He was actually yes. a, a general for the Roman army, so he must have written in Latin. Well, uh, Pastor, uh, one of the things that uh, I have encountered on quite a number of occasions is people, for example, um, referring to the book of Enoch and the book of uh, uh, the Maccabees or the books of the Maccabees and uh, uh, the um, epigraphical books, but they refer to them that have been translated into Afrikaans. Mm-hmm. And the moment that you ask these people that use these references, now I, I don't have a problem with um, with the use of epigraphical books. My problem is with the translations into Afrikaans okay. or even some of the translations that I have seen in English that are totally uh, in disregard or in, in, in dis, uh, it does not reflect that which is written in the scriptures. And I doubt whether the translators had the uh, integrity that was necessary for the translation of those epigraphical books. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, autobiographical. Okay, well, here, um, so I'm looking at the Encyclopedia Britannica, and, of course, they uh, translated as Antiquities of the Jews, work by Josephus, Latin Antiquitates Judicaea. Okay, so that's the title in Latin, an yeah. account of a Judahite history from its early beginnings. Uh, so his writings are not only accepted, but they're not selling. Okay, they say it was written in Greek. Encyclopedia yeah. Britannica asserts that it was written in Greek, but he was just quoted as saying, I have not learned the Greek language very well. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Now, now it could be he was dictating to uh, somebody, but that, none of that really makes any sense. He would have been writing in Hebrew and, uh, you know, because uh, he himself in his autobiography just quoted uh, says, I don't know Greek very well and I have not mastered it. So why would he be writing in Greek? Okay. Yeah. So we'll just uh, regard that as a mystery for today. Maybe we can solve this later. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm looking at the antiquities of the Judahites by, actually the, the antiquities of the Yehudahites by mm-hmm. Flavius Josephus, translated by William Whiston. Do you know right. William Whiston at all? 
yeah, well, he's a, a very great. Tra- he, he's translated a lot of uh, early documents into English. Yeah, yeah. Because I'm I'm very dubious about quite a number of the so-called translators of mm-hmm. the scriptures, purely because of the association with Freemasonry. Right, right. Well, uh, Whiston was, uh, he's the foremost translator of the Antiquities. There are other translations, but uh, I, d- I don't know. His, I, I know he's a universalist just from uh, you know, his approach to translating other documents. But yeah. it, it appears to me that his translation of the, uh, the works of Josephus are pretty well spot on because he, he yeah. differentiates the, uh, the Pharisees from the um the the levites and uh and the essenes he says the essenes are actual judahites but the pharisees are edomites this is a very important information uh so uh Whiston correctly uh you know translates that aspect yeah which is of course very important because if he has authority in the in the in terms of the translations he is a very good reference in terms of um directing people to some of his writings or some of his translations. Yes, uh, absolutely. Which, which of course, is very important. Yes, yeah. I haven't found too many flaws in his translations, although he is also susceptible to equating Judahites with Jews, okay? So you always keep the Judahites separate from the Edomite Jews. You must always do that. And uh, most scholars don't, okay? That's a major problem, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, so uh, in the Antiquities, uh, Josephus says, I have major problems with Greek. <laughs> so it's not likely that his uh, writings were written in Greek, although it may, they may have been dictated to somebody. We don't know. He was a general in the Roman army, you know, so he would have had yes. plenty of access to uh, scribes as he needed them. Okay. But he also had to watch his language because he could not offend the Romans in anything he said. Yeah. There, that's why there's actually very little written about Yahshua Messiah in his writings. He confined it. In fact, he spoke of it in the third person. The, uh, the man or the person that the uh, Judahites believed was the son of God. Okay. Yeah. Now, now, since the Roman Empire was considered to be God, <laughs> right, he had to say considered to be God. He, he didn't say was God in was. the flesh. Yes. He, he would not. He couldn't dare say it. Put it that way. Okay. Anyway, number three. Yeah. Jews had, or actually, Judahites had an aversion toward the Greeks. The great Judahite aversion toward the Greeks, especially on religious matters, is reflected and recorded by the gospel writer and historian Luke in that violent incident where an angry Jewish mob, and this is uh, correct because it was a mob raised by Edomite Jews, developed upon the false report that Paul brought Greeks with him in his temple worship during his last visit to Jerusalem, Acts 21, verses 27 through 29. This led to Paul's arrest and imprisonment. Now, but uh, here the author is not uh, uh, familiar enough with our own history. These Greeks were not Greeks. They were, they were Israelites of Yahudite. the dispersion. Yeah, they were Israelites exactly. of the dispersion. Okay, so the author doesn't un- understand that either. So, um, yeah. uh, so y- your opinion on this, because I'd like to uh, go into Acts 21, 27, 29, and see what the language really says there, okay? Whether, yes. you know, uh, yeah. 
Okay, go ahead. I will, I will read it also in Afrikaans okay. if you want to. Yeah, please. Yeah. So I'm, I'm just opening up eSort. And so that's Acts. Uh, okay, I have to get rid of the questions here. Acts chapter 21, yeah. verses 27 and 29. Almost there. All right, uh, scrolling down. All right, so Paul arrested in the temple. This is from Esword. And when the seven days were almost ended, the Judahites, which were of Asia, when they saw people and laid hands on him, crying out, men of Israel, help. This is the, that, the man that teacheth all men everywhere against the people and the law and this place and further brought Greeks also into the temple and hath polluted this holy place. Okay, now there's two possibilities here. If these are Pharisees that are being talked about, they would not uh, want to have Judahites or other of any tribe uh, of Israel come to Judea and uni- unify against them. That's the last thing yes. that would want to happen, okay? Exactly. And, uh, okay. Now, if they were uh, uh, Judahites actually in the dispersion, the Pharisees would have objected to that as well, <laughs> okay? <laughs> All right. But yeah. there's, there's another possibility here, namely that we're actually talking about Judahites who did not want to recognize the uh, Israelites of the dispersion as, fellow, as kinsmen, Okay, and this was the issue between Paul and Peter, where Paul had to educate Peter about the fact that the dispersed Israelites were just as much uh, um, uh, a part of. I think Romans eleven. Yes. Yes. Okay. So, uh, so Paul had to educate Peter about that. Okay, and if Peter didn't know about that, chances are many other Judahites uh, were looking down their noses at the so-called dispersed tribes as well. Your comment there. Uh, Pastor, yes, that also relates back to uh, Isaiah 56, verse 6, um, where in which uh, Father Yahweh had his prophet to say that, uh, and my son, um, having been uh, 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 estranged. Mm-hmm. Now, that particular text is being translated by most of the translators into the son of the foreigner. Uh-huh. But it very clearly says in Hebrews, and right. my son. Right. Now, okay, to be estranged means you had to be one of the original tribe anyway, right? Exactly. So that's a horrible translation to say yeah. son of the foreigner. Okay. Uh, one of the things that I, and I've already mentioned it before, I attempted to download the Brenton Bible, which was, which is indicated to be one of the oldest translations available. Mm-hmm. And the the information that I have on the Brenton Bible is that it was translated or that it was available in what they call antique English. Okay. And I downloaded a copy of the Brenton Bible only to find that it had been translated into modern, link, uh, uh, modern English. Right. Because I wanted to have the 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 antique English version of it. Right. Do you think I can find it? No ways, not at all. No. There, is, no. Uh, there is something that they are hiding about the original language of the Brenton Bible, the original okay. translation. Okay. Because it, it is only the modern English version which is available. 
Right, right. Yeah, well, because uh, the modern versions have been universalized. So uh, where, yeah. wherever we're talking about the Greek-speaking dispersed Israelites in the Greco-Roman world, that's yeah. they refer to them as Gentiles, meaning non-Israelites, yeah. okay? But they are Israelites. They're simply dispersed, okay? Yeah. So, and if you don't know that history, you cannot possibly translate these things correctly. Yeah, exactly. And um, um, you mentioned that it was um, universalized. In fact, it was um, Freemason, Freemason mm -hmm. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, the issue there, this was an issue for both Judahites, uh, pure-blooded Judahites, and for Pharisaic Jews. And I think the Pharisaic Jews uh, would have capitalized on any any animosity between the dispersed Judah, uh, Israelites and the, the presently located Judahites. Okay, they would have encouraged yeah. such uh, you know uh, such disputes. All right, but exactly. that's what uh, that's what the uh, episode between Peter and Paul is all about. And so Paul Paul was not bringing non-Israelites into the temple. Okay, yeah. no no way he would do that. He was bringing Israelites of the dispersion to the temple. And uh, yeah. this author may, does not realize that these people were Israelites, not, yeah. not foreigners one, of another race. Back to you. Yeah, one of the things that uh, is very evident in the uh, in the discoveries of the history, or the true history that I've made, is that the universalists um, have, uh, over the past uh, perhaps 60, 65 generations, mm -hmm. have desire to break down the nationalism or the boundaries that were created by Father Yahweh by virtue of creating nations. Yes. The universalists want to identify people on the basis of the region in which they live, and then they cause exactly what the, um, uh, what the Rothschilds have been doing over the past few years in terms of the... Um, dispersion of the all the other races in the Middle East into the white races or the white uh, the, the traditional white countries in Europe uh, mm -hmm. and that is with the purpose to create a universalist state in every country which was previously run and controlled and owned by whites mm -hmm. which of yeah. course were Mostly the, the, the ten tribes of the house of Jacob. Right. Yes. Yeah, so uh, we have to keep keep in mind that, the, in fact, uh, there is, it's uh, uh, John 7.35, where the uh, Edomite Jews acknowledge the fact, where Yahshua says, I have another flock, I have sheep elsewhere other than here in Jerusalem, here in Judea. Yeah. And uh, to whom I must minister, and then the, the 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 statement of the Pharisees after that was, where will he go? To the dispersed. Exactly. The dispersed of Israel. They knew. They yeah. understood. They understood that there were thousands. In fact, Josephus uh, talks about, uh, and the Maccabees tell us that uh, there. The, in fact, it was Josephus who said. The um, only two tribes are subject to the Romans. Those are here yeah. 
and the other ten tribes are an innumerable number, not to be counted. Okay? Yeah. So Josephus knew that all twelve tribes still existed. The Pharisees knew yeah. that all twelve tribes still existed. But nobody else seems to know that. <laughs> Certainly not well, the, in modern Christianity. Judeo Christians. Yes, they don't know it. It's amazing. They don't want to know it, Pastor. Re- yes. Remember, um, according to um, modern day Christianity, there is a total uh, uh, darkness or total unknown uh, from in, in that four hundred years between the Old Testament and the New Testament. They 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 refuse to acknowledge the existence of history in that time. And, of course, that is one of the reasons why the books of Maccabees had been expelled from mm-hmm. the scriptures, from yeah, the, good the point. Judeo-Christian scriptures, because they don't refer to them. They totally disacknowledge that. Yes, but yes. But that, that period, there's a lot of very substantial and un uh, 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 history that mm-hmm. cannot be uh, opposed Ignored. in terms yeah. of of yeah. the the events that occurred in and amongst the tribes of Israel, Yasharel or rather, mm-hmm. and and the Judeo Christians refused to even talk about it. Right. Well, they they disdain the uh, the books of Maccabees, the, the Apocrypha. Most Judeo Christians disdain those books, but they fill in the history, the gap in the history books, and uh, in, in the gap in the Old Testament and the New Testament. Where the uh, you know Malachi I believe was the last book of the Old Covenant, okay, yeah. and then there's like a 400 year gap before the appearance of the Gospel of Matthew. So did yeah. the Judahites disappear? <laughs> no of course not. Of course not. Yeah, all that history is given in the books of Maccabees, Esdras, etc. Okay, Judas, mm-hmm. the book Mac- of Judas, Judas Maccabeus, right. Yeah. Judah or Judah Maccabeus, pro- Judah, probably. Yeah. yeah. So uh, pronunciation of names uh, changed. Uh, in, even in the New Testament, it's pronounced Isaiah, if that's a correct translation, instead of correct. Isaiah. Okay. So, but yeah. uh, you know, we have to connect the dots, and nobody outside of identity wants to connect the dots between the Old Covenant and the New Covenant. And the reason for this is very obvious. They don't want to hear the covenant message. They want to universalize the scriptures and claim, oh, the New Testament is for everybody. Yeah. Including Africans, Asians, etc. No. The terms of the including covenant were Edomites. Yeah, including Edomites, <laughs> right. And Afrikaners, all right? So yeah. so rather than uh Maintaining the exclusivity of the covenants to the 12 tribes of Israel, as is maintained in the Old Testament, Jesus maintains that same position in the New Testament in Matthew 15, 24, where he tells the Canaanite woman, I yes. cannot give you the children's bread. Yeah. Okay. In fact, in fact, he stated it very clearly. It is not... Uh, it's not the right thing to give the bread of the children to the dogs. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> to Jews. <laughs> right. Yes, yeah. she's calling, yes, she's calling yeah. the Messiah everything that is true. Yeah. He is the son of David. He is uh, uh, the son of the Most High. He is, um, uh-huh. And but, yet he, he, he actually rebukes her by saying it's not good right. to give the dogs. And, and then she said, truth, Lord. 
but I'll take the crumbs. Yes. Okay. I'll accept crumbs. Okay. Yeah. I mean, there's no Judeo pastor who has ever quoted that passage because it's yes, so revealing. They, okay. But what they, was that? They, yeah. might as well, yeah. they might as well tear that page from the scriptures. That's right. And then also, of course, um, uh, uh, Matthews or Metatayahu, um, chapter 10. They can also tear from the scriptures because uh, that is where uh, Messiah Yeshua says that uh, sends his disciples into the to rather go to the lost sheep of the house of Jacob. Yeah, and, and uh, into the cities of the Samaritans, enter ye not. Okay. Exactly. Okay. Avoid the Samaritans. Why? Because they were a mixed race you know, country. Although there were some yeah. pure Israelites there, but for the most part, uh, it was not worth it to preach to yeah. them because they couldn't hear. It and was not intended to, to them. them. Yeah. And then the Messiah says to his disciples, and when you get, go into a house, see who is worthy. Yeah. And only those <laughs> right. that are of the descendants of the house of Jacob but would past, be worthy of the them to send the message yeah, or but, to, to preach the message. But Pastor Martins, haven't you heard? Jesus loves everybody. <laughs> Including guys. <laughs> right. <laughs> that reminds yeah, the covenant message has been so distorted by you know yeah. all ver various translations, all of them. All of them. All of them. Yeah. Although the scriptures uh, originating in South Africa the uh, authors or the editors are amenable to suggestions, and uh, Pastor Steve, who I mentioned earlier, had written to them and told them uh, the word Gentile should be taken out of the scriptures because it's not a, uh, a valid term that was used either, yeah. e either in Greek or Hebrew, okay? It simply means nations, and it should be removed. It does not belong in any translation. And they agreed. They, they researched the matter, and they agreed, so they took it out. Okay, uh, but these are serious scholars as composed uh, as compared to what we have here in America and, and other places who want to maintain their universalized versions of the scriptures. Okay, yeah, yeah. So, indeed, the Judahites had an aversion toward the Greeks, but not toward the Israelites dispersed among the Greeks, for example. Yeah. The uh, epistle of James starts out by saying, to the 12 tribes scattered abroad, greetings. Yes. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. was James aware of the Israelites dispersed among the Greeks? Of course he was. Well, uh, even the, the book of uh, Paul to the Philippians and the Ephesians mm -hmm. also uh, also refers to the the uh, the the, the Dispersed tribes of the house of Jacob. Mm-hmm. There you go. There we go. So, yeah. yeah so, uh, but nevertheless, even the tribes among themselves had disputes. Okay. Yeah. And uh, and they say actually the same went uh, Miriam and Aaron when Moses chose a Midianite woman as his wife, not an Ethiopian woman, a Midianite woman who was actually a descendant of Abraham and Keturah. You could see that Aaron and Miriam had a bit of ethnic jealousy going on there. Yeah. Okay? But this woman who Moses married was every bit the Adamite, every bit the Shemite that they were. Exactly. Okay? So, yeah. 
Yeah. Just uh, so, a, just a yeah. different just a different branch. Yes, and exactly. And Midian. Yes. She yeah. she was not a Midian. Well, even Moses was referred to as an Egyptian. Right. Which he wasn't. <laughs> was he wasn't. He, right. Of course. There was a territorial term as well as a racial. You have to, you know, see if there's any conflict, you know, in uh, in the terminology. Just ascertain whether it's a racial term or a territorial term, such as Judea. Yeah. Judea exactly. was not called Judea in the Old Testament. There's only one reference in the entire Old Testament which uh, refers to a country of Judea, and that was very late, very, very late. Yeah. And, uh, you know, because the country was being referred to as such by outside historians, okay? Yeah. But they referred to themselves as Yehuda. They never exactly. called themselves Jews, okay? And, and it was the house of Yehuda, not just the tribe of Yehuda, but the, the house, mm -hmm. which also included Benjamin. Yes, absolutely. And and Levi. So uh and Levi. Yeah, right. So the two houses, you know, were separated by civil war. Okay? Mm -hmm. They had civil war. So it's not uncommon yeah. for our people to ma make war against each other even without Jews <laughs> instigating the wars, right? Tribe of Benjamin yeah. was nearly wiped out Good. by the other tribes. Only 600 men of Benjamin were, were left alive. Yeah. That was a civil war, okay? And the other tribes actually had to provide women for the Benjamites to marry to carry that tribe on into the future. Yeah. All right? So uh, you can't blame everything on Jews. We, we are the authors of our own mistakes as well, all right? Yeah. Uh, those are a couple of those episodes. But the New Testament clearly uh, ex expresses the fact that they were all aware of the dispersed Israelites' of the house of Israel, not the house of Judah, house of Israel, and they were conversant with them. Okay? Yeah. Otherwise, James well, wouldn't have written uh, his epistle well, to them. Okay. Uh, Paul himself, for example, was from the, um, the, the city called... Um, Tarsus. Um, Tarsus. Uh, Tarsus. And he was a Benjamite. Of course, in mm -hmm. Asia Minor as well, which was yes. part of Greece. Exactly. Although he was from the tribe of Benjamin. That's right. He was of the tribe of Benjamin, but the Judahites, who didn't know him very well, they, they probably thought he was a, uh, a, a, a Gentile. Heathen. <laughs> Heathen, <laughs> right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Seven is asking, so the Benjamite women were killed? Yes, apparently so, because uh, the scriptures are very clear in saying only 600 men of Benjamin were left alive. Yeah. Okay. Brutal, brutal, uh, brutal uh, activity by one Israelite tribe against another. Okay, so yeah, anyway, exactly. we are uh, just about out of, out time. of time. Yeah, thanks for uh, joining. We'll continue this study next week. Thanks for listening, everybody. Praise Yahweh. Pass the ammunition. You're gonna need it really soon. <laughs> Take care, everybody. Praise Yahweh. Praise Yahweh. Bye bye. Bye bye, Pastor. Okay.